Today, Premier Chen Jianren and his cabinet were sworn in at a ceremony at the presidential office. Speaking at the ceremony, Chen said he felt the great weight of responsibility on his shoulders already and said he and his cabinet members had a shared belief about serving the public. Meanwhile, Chen's new interior minister, Lin Youchang, said he felt that economic inequality has been growing since the start of the pandemic, promising to tackle the issue. Premier Chen Jianren and his new cabinet attend a swearing-in ceremony on Tuesday morning at the presidential office before outgoing Premier Su Jianchang hands over the reins of the executive yuan. Up on stage, Vice President Lai Qingdo watches on as Su hands over the seal of office to Chen. The ceremony is particularly symbolic for the three, as previously Chen had overseen Lai handing the seal over to Su. Overseeing the handover was much less stressful, but today it's me who is receiving this seal. I can feel the weight of the responsibility on my shoulders. I know everyone has different religious beliefs. In bringing this up, my intention is to tell everyone here in my cabinet that by joining our team at the Executive Yuan, you are adhering to the shared belief in our mission to serve the public. Chen expressed the hope that, with the pandemic coming to an end, his new cabinet would work hard on restoring the country's economic prosperity, helping disadvantaged people in society, and building a warm and resilient Taiwan. This is going to be my final post as a public servant. In accepting this important task, I have only one conviction. That is, I must go all in on it, leaving suspense behind. Meanwhile, in a post to Facebook early Tuesday morning, newly appointed Minister of the Interior Lin Youchang attributed the DPP's failure in the last local elections to the growth in economic inequality during the pandemic. This has led to a general sense of deprivation in society, he said, adding that he would aim to concentrate resources to help small and medium enterprises. Our last cabinet, led by former Premier Su Zhenchang, did a very good job, both in terms of pandemic response and on the economy. I believe that the issue of concern to our president are also things that Premier Chen will attach great importance to. I feel that our whole team will work hard together to solve the problems facing the public. On the first day of office, Chen and his cabinet members appeared to be already thinking about their task ahead and what their new responsibilities would be. President Tsai Ing-wen on Tuesday captured international media headlines after speaking with Czech President-elect Petr Pavel on the phone a day earlier. Tsai had a 15-minute conversation with Pavel to congratulate him on his electoral win, an unprecedented move for Taiwan with a European nation. During the phone call, Pavel stressed that the Czech Republic stood with Taiwan on the side of democracy, saying that Taiwan was a trustworthy friend for Czechia. At the handover ceremony for the new cabinet, Minister of Foreign Affairs Joseph Wu was chased by reporters. At 6 p.m. on Monday, he accompanied President Tsai Ing-wen during a phone call to congratulate Czech President-elect Petr Pavel for his electoral win, an unprecedented move between Taiwan and a European country. A picture posted on social media shows President Tsai smiling during the call. She congratulated Pavel on behalf of the government and people of Taiwan for his victory by such a large margin. She stressed that the Czech Republic and Taiwan were like-minded countries, voicing hope that bilateral cooperation would continue toward a closer partnership in the future. Pavel said that Taiwan was a trustworthy partner, stressing that Czechia stands firmly with Taiwan on the side of democracy to resist authoritarian coercion.
After the call, Pavel posted to Twitter saying that he had spoken with the president of Taiwan, Tsai Ing-wen. Tsai was not the only world leader to congratulate Pavel. Among others, there was also Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. A lawmaker says it's a sign of the close ties between Taiwan and the Czech Republic. Taiwan and Taiwan and the Czech Republic are very far from each other geographically. Now it's not just that their Senate Speaker has visited Taiwan, their President-elect has spoken on the phone with President Tsai Ing-wen. Like-minded countries stand together against China's wolf-warrior diplomacy, and we cheer each other on. Pavel is 61 years old and previously served as the head of NATO's military committee. He's a retired general that also previously served as the Czech Republic's chief of the general staff. He won the election with 58% of the vote, making him the fourth independent president of the country. Pavel is known for his hard stance on China, having named Beijing a security threat. His election signals a few more years of close bilateral exchanges between Taiwan and the Czech Republic. A former U.S. admiral who warned that China could attack Taiwan by 2027 is currently in Taiwan on a six-day visit. Philip Davidson landed in Taiwan after concluding a visit to Japan. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs says his delegation will sit with President Tsai Ing-wen and officials from the National Security Council and Ministry of National Defense, among other agencies. They are expected to discuss issues related to cross-strait and Indo-Pacific security. Let's hear from the Foreign Ministry. The former head of the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, Philip Davidson, is leading a delegation from the U.S. think tank, the National Bureau of Asian Research. They are here on the invitation of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs from January 30th to February 4th. The delegation led by Davidson doesn't just focus on military issues. They cover a broad range of security issues on which they can exchange views with Taiwan. Davidson previously headed the U.S. Fleet Forces Command and the U.S. Sixth Fleet. During his time in office, he was vocal about assisting Taiwan build up its self-defense capabilities as well as calling for joint training between Taiwan and the U.S. Now that he's retired, he's visiting Taiwan as a civilian, but still capturing much media attention. It's a new year and many people in Taiwan take the opportunity to clean their houses and get rid of objects they no longer need. But that also means lots of waste. According to the Taiwan Toy Library Association, 80% of toys that are discarded in Taiwan ended up in incinerators or landfills. Our reporter Stephanie Yang takes us to see how the association gives new life to second-hand toys and donates them to people in need. Over the past 18 years, the Taipei Toy Library Association has collected over 400 metric tons of second-hand toys in Taiwan. Volunteers at the Taiwan Toy Library Association examine and disinfect donated toys, wrap them and divide them into different boxes. After cleaning and repairing these old toys, the association puts some of them to use in art projects for older adults at a care center in New Taipei. Others get donated to children in rural areas of Taiwan, Africa, Indonesia, Nepal, Myanmar, and Thailand. We don't usually have a lot of toys at home, but there are many here. It's so fun. My favorite toy is this one. It's fun because there are a lot of different toys. The association says many toys are made out of plastic and some contain materials that are harmful to the environment. 
The most common toys the association receives are figures from animated movies, stuffed animals, and miniature cars. Since many of these toys are made out of materials that aren't recyclable, they get thrown into the trash. According to the Taiwan Toy Library Association, Taiwan has approximately 40 tons of toys that are thrown away every year, and one third of them cannot be recycled. About 90% of Taiwan's toy waste is plastic, and 80% of it ends up in incinerators or landfills. This causes very serious pollution to the environment and ecology, especially because it's plastic. In addition, many toys have metal parts, for example, wires and batteries. And we all know that the battery pollution is terrible for the Earth. The association says that toys in Taiwan have an average life of six months before they are discarded. It hopes that by collecting, repairing, and distributing these secondhand toys, it can help reduce waste. Some are rusted, which makes restoration hard and unlikely. We check to see if the buttons are still good. The battery inside must be removed because sometimes it takes a while until the toy is delivered to the child. If a wire is broken, it may still be repairable, but if it's the battery that's malfunctioning, it may not be fixable. Last year, we collected 75 tons of toys. These toys will be sorted and repaired. We will send these toys to rural areas and non-profit organizations. According to our data, there are more than 80,000 people and about 1,600 organizations that we have sent toys to. We hope to expand our services and help more people in the future. Association encourages people to not only choose their toys wisely and use toys longer, but also participate in its toy exchange so that secondhand toys can get a new life and be donated to those in need. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lee Hunt in Taipei. Travel lovers, look up. A new series of eco-friendly bags has been launched, and they're made of recycled airline life vests. Mandarin Airlines has retired the ERJ-190 model after 14 years in service and with it, hundreds of life vests. The yellow and orange material was perfect for a limited edition range of bags and keychains. The trendy items feature original details like whistles and safety instructions. Normally, we only see airline life vests when the flight attendants are giving their safety talk. But now you can get a genuine vest of your own. The yellow vest for passengers and the orange vest for crew have been recycled. Zip-up bags, carry bags, keychains and even rucksacks. The life vests, which came in 14 years ago, are no longer suitable for the different planes we use now, because the models and the parts are different. Altogether, we've created 41 orange stuff bags from the orange life vests, and in the yellow series, we've made about 1,100 products from 550 life vests. It's 14 years since Mandarin Airlines introduced the ERJ-190 plane. Now it's being retired, these eco-friendly bags have been made from 600 decommissioned life vests. Meanwhile, retired service trolleys are also being given a fresh breath of life. Hello? Excuse me. <laughs> Pushing this trolley is not an airline attendant but a medical worker. A doctor who loves to fly bought this out-of-use TransAsia Airlines trolley online. They now use it in this medical clinic, sometimes as public transport for these soft toys, allowing patients to see the lighter side of medical workers.